This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Folding Warehouse, Ipsy, and Arbor. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. You're accustomed to hearing about plenty of birds on this show, but today it's different. Birdies on location. We're at Eagle Crest as EMU hosting the Shirley Spork Invitational. Alex, there's sunshine. We're not used to this. It's unbelievable. We're sitting outside right now looking over Ford Lake, a great event at Eagle Crest. We'll tell you all about it. We'll hear a couple of golf-centric interviews, but not before Greg Steiner takes you through a little bit of last week's action in the rundown. Yeah, it was a great week for EMU athletics being mostly on the road, but it was women's golf. They were in Colorado at the Red Sky Classic. Anna Watson returned to the lineup, had a solid showing as EMU finished that three-day event in 18th place. Meanwhile, men's golf, they were on the west side of the state, and Ryan Somerville got things going, helping EMU to a 15th place finish. Both teams, highly competitive and nationally ranked fields, were a part of that women's soccer picked up their first Mac win at Akron, a three, two win on the pitch in the rubber city. They fell in a later match, uh, at against Ohio in a home contest volleyball. They were in Muncie. They tested the defending Mac champs, pushing them to a four set match on Friday before being swept on Saturday. And then it was football. Of course, as we'll hear plenty more about a slow start for them, but able to knock off UMass. We also saw cross-country in action. They were down in Louisville. Solid program finishes for both. Men's a top five finish. Women's a top 15 finish. They will continue their series and season this week. Big week of EMU athletics coming up, Greg. But we should mention, too, it was homecoming. A lot of people 
got to come back to Ypsilanti, celebrate a lot of different events. Men's basketball brought their golf outing back for the first time in about a decade this year. Some really bona fide superstars. We were in the same room as George Gervin on Friday a couple you days ago. You got to hug him. I didn't. I, I was there with the big fella. He's the only big fella that makes me look like less of a big fella. So we appreciated seeing him. The hundreds of people that uh, came back for the all-sports all reunion, it looked great down there in the south end zone, so we can't appreciate them enough. Some of your old staffers and student-athletes, someone like Sarah Van Meter was back, although she lives just down the road. So for everybody that did come home, that filled up the lots, to tailgated, that uh, really made it a special day for our student-athletes, thank you. But Greg... Homecoming is done, and so in the spirit of Chris Creighton, we say, so what, now what? And football is a little bit of the focus on this show because it's a date with Western Michigan on Saturday. Of course, a rivalry game, but history on the line when Chris Creighton and company go to Kalamazoo. Yeah, certainly a chance for Chris Creighton and Tim Lester to get back at it. Uh, the exhausted L's for what he's been as against Eastern Michigan as of late. Hasn't been able to pick up the W uh, for his namesake Broncos. The Eagles go for their first ever four-game winning streak over the rivals from Kalamazoo. That comes up at noon, high noon in Kalamazoo. We hope you can be there. Tom Helmer, Rob Rupik, and I will have the call on WEMU. But a long discussion with Coach this week. One about uh, the week that was with UMass. Yes, people look at at UMass, they're a program that's in transition. But Coach has talked about it a lot. They're still close to being a former MAC member. They still recruit very similar. He played a similar game. The Eagles overcame them in the second half. And then we dive into getting a trophy this week. It, it matters. Coach wants to start that on the right way, something the trophy case has eluded. EMU football, under Chris's direction, uh, is taking home either a bowl, a division, a MAC, or this Michigan MAC trophy, so we'll get plenty of thoughts on that. We also talked to him about this week being a chance to tie Jim Harkema for fourth all-time in wins in EMU history, so plenty more on that in this episode. For those that are Eastern Michigan fans and faithful, that's a pretty good company to be in. We know Jim Harkema accomplished a lot here when he was leading the Ypsilanti-based team. But, Greg, we mentioned we are, we are out on location at Eagle Crest Golf Course. The Shirley Sport going on right now finishes up tomorrow, so still a chance for everybody that couldn't make it out today to come out to Eagle Crest. The conditions are unbelievable. The weather's great. The course Even is Even better tomorrow. Even better tomorrow, so a chance to come out. And with that spirit in mind, we wanted to talk a little bit of golf on this show as well. And there's a lot of golf going on right now at Eagle Crest, not just on the actual course, but improvements that are being made to already one of the best courses in the region. Uh, that's from the Detroit Free Press, by the way, who just a couple weeks ago named Eagle Crest a top five course in Metro Detroit. But you got to sit down with uh, President Jim Smith, who is here at the course on Friday for the groundbreaking of a brand new facility, the Game Above Golf Performance Center at Eastern Michigan. And that's going to go right here on the, on the campus of Eagle Crest. It's going to be the new home for EMU men's and women's golf, a 13,000-foot facility. And I know we'll let Jim Smith do most of the talking on that, but you got the chance to talk to him about that and some of the improvements going on. Yeah, we talk a lot about it's President Smith's no stranger to EMU athletics, but it's his first appearance on our podcast. So uh, wanted to get him, his thoughts on it kind of – it 
of course, the piece ran during homecoming uh, on the airwaves of WEMU, but you can still listen because it talks so much about the, the new golf performance center, the investments to campus that Game Above has done, and, and really why he thinks it's a special time to be back on campus. And we also get his thoughts on uh, college football playoff expansion and how the Mac's going to be tied in with that. So a really solid interview with a president that is very tied in with athletics. There are lots of presidents. There are lots of, of academic people. President Smith blends the best of both worlds because he loves sports, but he is certainly an academic at heart. So, yes, a replay of an interview that aired on the radio during Saturday's game. But if you weren't able to catch that, still really valuable. So make sure you stay tuned and listen to that. Before President Smith joins the show, we'll transition from football all the way to golf with Wes Blevins. Also his first appearance on the show. He told me today he didn't even know how to listen to a podcast. So this is going to blow his mind. But he is the director of golf at Eagle Crest. And let me tell you, since he's been here, major projects have been underway. It's not just the Golf Performance Center for Eastern Michigan that's getting redone this year. The clubhouse that we're broadcasting from right now, that's getting a huge addition. Wes joins the show to tell everybody about the course, about the addition. And it's a really good thing from his perspective, Greg, because you and I are so biased towards Eastern Michigan, of course. Wes, though, is a golf PGA professional. He's been around to hundreds of courses. He has seen all different college setups. And so I got to ask him about when this center is built, how well it'll compare to other courses in the country, how well Eastern Michigan student-athletes will be able to prepare for going after championships. And I think the answer is one that our listeners are going to want to hear. So with that in mind, we're going to cut our open off because we've talked for seven minutes. That's enough. We've got three incredible feature interviews for you today. Stay tuned. We'll take a quick time out. Right after this, Chris Creighton with Greg Steiner, Wes Blevins, the director of golf at Eagle Crest, and of course, President Jim Smith. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Whether you're in the D or out at sea, we always bring you the E on the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. The Eastern Insider Podcast. We turn our attention to Western Michigan this week as Eastern Michigan comes off the homecoming victory over UMass over the weekend. Hard fought, close game. You called them a Mac opponent. They certainly played like one in there. Coach, how much did the game plan change when you find out Merriweather's not there and, and their best running back and things change and pivot for you? Or are you aware of that stuff as the game flow is happening? Yeah, we weren't going to you know, change, our, change our plan. Uh, we had a specific plan for UMass um, you know, that the staff and then obviously the um, worked really hard on for five days was a, a different look than, you know, what we base out of. And, you know, we, we certainly weren't going to bail on that, you know, unless we needed to right. throughout the course of the yep. game. But yeah, so no, we stuck with the plan and got better at it as it went. For back-to-back -back years, your defense has come up to the challenge on homecoming. A year ago, it was against Miami in a 13-12 game. This year against UMass, they do the same. You look at the numbers. I mean, six three and outs they're able to force defensively out of their 11 drives. You hold them to just one touchdown. People look at the offensive side of the football and say, well, he only put up 20. But you held them to 13 points and under 300 yards of offense. I think our, our defense uh, stole the show, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I mean, it was, um, you know, <clears throat> the week before it was it – was, uh, you know, a frustrating day, mm -hmm. you know, for 
for our defense more than anybody, right? Um, and uh, so I just love the way that they responded, you know, made some significant adjustments, you know, for this week and uh, came out and, and won the game for us. You know, the, the, the three and outs you mentioned, that the fourth and one stop at the end of the game um, was, yep. I mean, I can't over-exaggerate how important that was, but also just how incredibly awesome oh. <laughs> it ended up being, um, you know, to, to literally win the game. He, uh, Joe Brasio finds a hole and just plants for another tackle for loss. Your team had seven of those for the game. I know Coach Nethery has talked about with time that will come to, as did a turnover finally for, for the defense. I know offensively you still didn't win the turnover takeaway battle, but it's a little more breathing room when your defense is able to take it away too. Right. Yeah. No, it's a, <clears throat> the ratio isn't an offense or a defensive thing. It's, it's a, a team deal, you know, so um, we can't give it up and, and they've got to take it away. And when we're both doing our job, then, then you win games and, you know, we gave it up uh, three times, uh, twice in the first half. And that's, that's one of the reasons why you have zero points. Um, this can't happen. And, uh, the takeaway, every takeaway is just a really big deal and really glad that, uh, you know, Mark made that play and it came from, you know, pressure on the quarterback and, you know, uh, probably an ill-advised throw. Another strong day for Samson Evans, a hundred yard day. He continues to lead the Mac in rushing yardage. He's right now 11th in the country in, in rushing overall. Uh, again, he just gets stronger as the day goes on. He really does. You know, I think our our O line warmed up to it too. We, you know, talked a little bit. I, I think you and I have even with, you know, UMass just being really aggressive. A lot of different looks. A lot of different personnel groups. And and we just talked about it as a staff too that you know sometimes you you do have to get a feel for yep. what their plan is going to be. And and um, you know, so I think that we even though we got off to a really good start uh, minus the turnover, you know, we, we, I think we took the game over um, in terms of the offensive perspective, you know, with our, with our run game there in the second half. You look at your quarterback and I know you want to put him in a great position. When you look at the challenge he faces, I mean, it's not Bill Belichick and the Patriots and the defense that they drop, but rookie quarterbacks and multiple looks, how much do you think that also played into some of Austin's overthrows or struggles in that game too? Yeah, I don't um, – no, it's a, it's a good question. He didn't, he didn't see things that he wasn't prepared for. You know, we just – it wasn't like he had a ton of opportunities and really kind of got to get into a rhythm. This was one of those games where, you know – other than, you know, just kind of moving the change throws, our, our throws were going to be deeper balls yep. um, where we felt as though we had the right scheme on and the right matchups and that, you know, we just had to hit. Uh, we had to protect. You know, we had to see it. We had to throw it. We had to run it. We had to catch it. And we just uh, we didn't do all those things. You know, we did, we did on the one to Tanner, and obviously, yep. you know, it's a, it ends up being a game winner. So we're just uh, – we just missed on some of those and – um, you know, we're going to get that right. It was the eighth consecutive non-conference win for Eastern Michigan at home. A nice role that the team's on in it at home and defending the home turf. But it also now brings you one win away from tying Jim Harkema's record for fourth all-time in, in wins. He's a guy that I know you've talked to, communicated to, was at your hiring day press conference. When you look back and, and now an opportunity to tie a guy like that who led the only program to its only bowl win what does it it, it feel or 
Can you wrap your head around that a little bit? Well, he he's won a championship. So, I mean, however many wins right. and all that kind of stuff, and I, I don't know how many years. I mean, I've been here for nine years. It's a long time. He, he I'll tell you, like you said, he was at the, the press conference. Yep. He's been so supportive. I mean, I've asked him um, on several occasions, uh, you know, information and just advice. Uh, he's always been nothing but helpful. Um, and the way that, you know, his formers, former players talk about him, um, it, it's just awesome. Again, I think the, the most proud group of guys, you know, are people who are associated with the 1987 championship. And um, so his name comes up all the time and, and it's always positive. I appreciate him personally. And I know that this program does. This week, an opportunity to get one of those goals you set out to achieve that's eluded you, and that's bringing home a trophy that's the Michigan Mac trophy. Start against Western Michigan this week. Uh, three straight wins over the Broncos. They haven't come easy. It's a battle. It's a rivalry game. You talked about it in your press conference. If you have to give a rah-rah speech to get this team ready, it's not a good thing. Western Michigan, a challenge right now. They're 1-0 in league play. You're 0-1. Is that the first thing that, that you talk about is, hey, they're already on top of the standings, and we got to get back to it? Yeah, we don't not, we don't really talk about the standings. You can't, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, you know, what we talk about is – uh, you know, you better prepare, you know, the same way or try to figure out a way to prepare even better each week um, during the week. And then then you've got to play. You've got to play at a high level on game day. And, um, you know, our guys are well aware of Western Michigan, how good they are, how good they've been, um, you know, the rivalry, how how good and close the games have been. You know, before we started getting some of the the victories, you know, we lost to them in overtime. And um, I mean, just all of them have been, you know, just really, really good football games. Um, and, and our guys are, are well aware of that. And like I said, it was, it was a little different, you know, playing three non-conference games and then a conference game mm-hmm. and then a non-conference game. And now we're in the slate. Yep. And I think our guys – I don't know. For some reason, there's just there's sort of a, a fresh. This is the you know mm-hmm. the rest of the season starts now kind of thing uh, feeling in in our uh, team room. On tape, uh, they're a team that doesn't run the ball as well as they have in past years. They also haven't thrown it. What do you see out of them on the offensive style of the football? Just knowing that they don't have that three trio of backs or the quarterback and LRB that they once had. Well, they, they've got both of their backs, you know, are back, you know, and, and uh, Tyler and, and Jefferson. Um, and those guys are really good. They were good last year. Um, so I, we don't feel as though, you know, they've taken a step um, backwards or anything like that. Um, you know, at the running back position, um, they always have one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line, uh, in the conference, um, obviously we haven't faced them yet. They they have some um, some new players. They they um, you know graduated some guys, but we know they're going to be good on the offense and on the offensive line. Um, and I think I mean quarterback maybe had three years. Mm-hmm. So anytime you have a, a change, we're, you know we've yep. gone through that ourselves. I mean where you're having a a first year starter, um, you know essentially for the third year in a row, you know and and. Uh, the thing is, is that, you know, Coach Lester, uh, they, they have a system um, that they, you know, 
teach really well. I think that their their guys know and understand. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, they recruit well. I mean, so they, they they've got yeah. good players. So we haven't faced this quarterback yet, but um, he's going to be able to run the offense and throw the ball. Uh, Crooms is back at, at wide receiver. You know, another guy that yep. we we got to know in the recruiting process from Chicago. Um, you know, really talented. And you know, every year, you know, my my son got to go to the the Lions game yesterday and came back and said, "Hey, I saw Eskridge playing." Yeah. You know, those guys um, you know, always have um, uh, really really talented receivers. So um, we know that uh, there'll be a handful. Defensively, they have 10 sacks on the year already. Do you anticipate a little bit more pressure than you've seen in, in past weeks? Well, we've seen a lot. Uh, we've seen a lot uh, of pressure. Um, and so I think it's going to be not more of the same, but, yeah, I, for whatever reason, we are just getting a lot of movement, multiple fronts, pressures, all kinds of pressures, um, Western um, is going to be doing that on the neutral downs on first and second down, but then they always have a third down package as well. Um, you know, that they, uh, are good at, um, in attacking in different ways and always have a new wrinkle. Um, and so they're, you know, they're tough. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to be a, a lot more of what things have been It's going to be just an absolute, um, you know, down after down. Uh, dogfight going both ways, and a lot of it's not going to be pretty. I'll get you out of here on this. 12 o'clock kick. I know you talked two weeks ago with the early kick after the late week. Do you make any adjustments to the schedule to, to get guys a little maybe more? Uh, you, they're always awake, but how do you how do you try to generate some of that oomph early in the morning? Yeah, I, I think, you know, just making our guys uh, aware of it, you know, throughout the week. I think I failed. In that, and not not that we weren't ready to play at noon when we played Buffalo, but I, you know, I didn't really start talking about the noon kick um, until Friday, yep. and that's just not that's not good coaching. Um, our guys are already aware that it's a noon kick, um, and you know, I just think you got to make the decision that when you wake up, you're ready to go. And um, I, I don't have any reason to believe that that our guys won't. Be ready to go when they wake up. We know you'll be fired up. I'll be fired up and ready. We'll have the broadcast at straight up noon from Waldo Stadium in Kalamazoo this weekend. Best of luck, Coach. We'll see you on Saturday. All right, thanks. Go Eagles. Eastern Insider rolls on after this quick timeout. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast, your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. Wes Blevins is the director of golf at Eagle Crest Golf Course in Ypsilanti, where this week is hosting the Shirley Sport Invitational, Eastern Michigan Women's Golf, their annual fall tournament. Wes is joining us now on the Eastern Insider Podcast. First and foremost, Wes, thanks for coming on. And this course right now looks beautiful for this time of year. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the best shape it's ever been in. Uh, Joel Krause, who's our superintendent, and his ground crew take a lot of pride and um 
They do a, a really good job maintenancing the golf course, um, doing improvements to the golf course. And uh, we're just very fortunate to have a, a grounds crew and a superintendent that care so much about the facility. Well, everybody that listens to the show knows that I am incredibly biased towards Eastern Michigan everything. So if they don't want to take my word for it, you guys just uh, received a pretty big honor by uh, one of the local publications. Uh, top five course in the region? We were. We were ranked number five um, public golf course in Metro Detroit area by uh, the Detroit Free Press. Uh, so that's the first time we've ever been uh, in the top 10. They usually do a top 10 every single year. And, uh, you know, our goal is, is to be number one. So we, uh, we got into the top five and, and now we just got some more work to do. And uh, like I said, our goal is to be number one. And I think that uh, I think we can attain that. Okay. So outside of just having a nice course, which obviously uh, I can attest, you can say everybody's played. We know that. What are some of the things that have been going on at Eagle Crest to get it into that top five? Uh, a lot, a lot, uh, a lot of work over the last decade, um, working off the master plan that we implemented in 2011. And that consisted of uh, tree removal, uh, new tea complexes, uh, removal of cart paths, running new cart paths in certain areas. Uh, it's just been a uh, it's been a long time, and, and year after year after year, we've just been chipping away and making the golf course better. You know, renovating bunkers, putting additions on the greens, uh, and then ultimately lengthening the golf course. Um, so in 2011, the golf course was 67.55 in yardage, and now we're 71.86. So we're we're hosting the Shirley Spork Invitational, hosted by EMU. Uh, this is the fifth year that we've hosted the, the female athletes, and our and hopes and preparation to get the golf course to the length that it is, is to ultimately host a men's invitational as well. That's a question that, that listeners may have. If they've gone under the schedule, they'll notice the men's team, this is their home course, but maybe don't host events here. What's the ideal yardage the course has to get to to be able to get Bruce Cunningham's team out here? We, we're right there. Um, I mean, these these young student athletes, um, they pound it. They hit it so far now. And with the, uh, you know, kind of the the – technology enhancements and how the ball has evolved um just the equipment the golf courses have to lengthen or the you know the student athletes that play division one men's golf they're gonna they're gonna tear it up but the golf course it can host right now it's 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 ready to go to to have a a men's invite yes so if somebody's listening they've never come out to play equal crest maybe they're trying to figure out this fall which course around metro detroit to to go out to and try something new for those that are wondering what's the style of play what's the course like what would your description be for the average golfer to know what they're going to get into if they come out to eagle crest it's, it's picturesque is what it is you got there's no residential homes you're right on ford lake uh we have ponds throughout the golf course so 12 of the holes have water so bring a lot of balls with you because uh, you may need them but uh the golf course it, we try to make it as playable as possible uh, we started uh, kind of mowing down the collar areas around the greens so that people could use a putter around the greens. Uh, it kind of used to go from the putting surface into to thick, deep rough, uh, which for the amateur golfer, it's a lot it's a lot more difficult um, than it is for a, 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 a low handicapper or, or for a professional. Um, but the golf course is, it's just pure right now. The greens are fast. Um, during the week, we keep them right around 10, 10 and a half. And on the weekends, we speed them up a little bit to to 11 and a lot of people just constantly um 
constantly are talking about um, how good the greens are, how receptive they are with your approach shots. Um, but we have hosted, uh, you know, Michigan Open qualifiers. This year we hosted the uh, the Michigan's PGA Assistance Championship. Um, so every time the players come in, like yesterday from the practice round with the girls that are participating in the Shirley Sport, they just keep talking about and raving about how good the golf course is. For anybody that's been out here or that is hearing this conversation, the amenities at the golf course, the golf course itself is certainly top notch. It's about to maybe go to world class. Uh, last week, Eastern Michigan Athletics broke ground on the Game Above Golf Performance Center. I know you guys are getting ready to, in conjunction with that uh, construction, add on to the clubhouse that we're sitting in right now. If you didn't read it and you're listening at home, a 13,000 square foot practice facility for the Eastern Michigan student athletes that call Eagle Crest home. And and what is the detail, if you can give any, on what's going to be going on at the clubhouse here? Because if you, if you haven't been here, we're already seeing a nice clubhouse, but it's about to get even better. It is. We're uh, we're putting an addition onto the clubhouse. That's the Eastern Michigan Roy E. Wilbanks Eagle Crest Resort Golf Club Clubhouse. And the addition is 2,700 square feet. And within the 2,700 square feet is going to be simulation golf. So we're going to have four simulators. Simulators will be open to the public. So we'll run leagues, have tee times and instruction year round. So typically we shut down the golf course when it freezes or there's snow and we keep the clubhouse open uh, a little bit in December for golf shop apparel for Christmas gifts and things like that. But now with the addition to the clubhouse for the simulators, we're going to be open 12 months. And then with the simulation that we're going to be having, we needed to expand the kitchen. So our bar and grill kitchen is going to be expanded. So that's the type of construction that's going to be starting here very shortly. And we hope to be done, um, you know, sometime within like an eight month period. But it's definitely going to be a game changer because now the restaurant will be open year round where typically it wasn't before. And the menu is going to change significantly because now we can have a wider and a more expanded menu and offers things like French onion soup or nachos for appetizers or have a steak dinner. Or, you know, if we want to go upstairs and do fine dining, we'll be able to have that option as well. So it's definitely going to um, be a different menu and a totally different feel uh, moving forward. It's going to be a positive, positive thing for Eagle Crest. A few more moments with Wes Pleasant, the director of golf at Eagle Crest. Wes, we mentioned really briefly the facility that Eastern Michigan is putting up for its golf student athletes. My question to you is this. We know it's going to be a great facility. Anybody can go online, check out the renderings, read about the details that's going in, but you can offer the perspective from an expert. You've been running, you've, you've run a golf course. You've been to a lot of golf courses. You've been around college golf. You've seen a lot more around the game than I have, or maybe anybody listening. Just for perspective for the listeners, is it safe to say once this project is completed that Eastern Michigan golfers will have access to maybe some of the best facilities in the country. Yes. Yes. Game above and the donation is is going to change recruiting for EMU athletics for the golfers. And they're going to have the best performance center, their home in the country. Um, Game above went around and toured and, and looked at other universities performance center and said, we want to get EMU one of the best um, performance centers in the country. And you, and you kind of match that up with the golf course. I think that the student athlete that comes on a recruiting visit to EMU is going to be wow. Um, because in the summertime, if it's raining or it's too hot, 
they they can go to their home in the performance center and get their practice in. So yeah, it's safe to say that we're going to have one of the best training facilities, university golfer in the country. You guys host a lot of tournaments, but I know this one is is always great. The Shirley Spork honors, of course, legend in the game of golf. It's the EMU student athletes that are out here for you and the golf course. How special is it to get to host a, a, co- a collegiate tournament every year and, and see these student athletes out here? It's really cool. We enjoy it. Um, we enjoy the feedback that we get from the coaches and the players and all the feedback throughout you know, for the last four years and, and going into our fifth year here is, you know, this is their favorite venue. And the reason for that is it's a one-stop shop. They get to park their car for three days. They lodge at the Marriott. They walk over, they eat here at the golf course, they play golf here. So if you go to any of the other universities, you have to, they have the coaches have to drive from the hotel to the golf course, and then they have to go out for dinner at another facility. And then they go back to the hotel where here, we have everything right here for them. So it's just, uh, it's a special piece of property, and uh, they really enjoy coming to uh, the EMU Shirley Spork Invitational. And we've got one more day of golf, so if you're listening right now and you couldn't be out here today, make sure to stop on by tomorrow. 18 more holes of golf starting tomorrow morning, a chance to see some great college action. Wes, we'll get you out of here on this, a chance for you to plug the course. Uh, if they can't make it out tomorrow, if you couldn't make it out today, there's still plenty of golf being, being yeah. played here the rest of the fall, right? Yeah. What's the best time to come out? How should somebody get in touch with you guys if if they want to play around here at Eagle Crest and how long do you guys usually try to keep it uh, keep it open when's the optimal time in the fall to play golf you know it right now is uh is perfect the weather's so good right now take advantage of of the great weather that we have um you can go to eaglecrestresort.com to book a tee time and um uh, i want to say you want to play before october 11th we're going to airify the greens october 11th so that's a tuesday so if you can get out here and play the golf course before tuesday october 11th uh you're going to get world-class conditions that you're not going to really find in any other facility within Metro Detroit. I mean, it's just that good right now. There you go. Wes, can't thank you enough for joining us for a few minutes. Hopefully, some of our listeners will get to meet you in the next couple of weeks as they come out to play some golf at Eagle Crest. Appreciate yeah. your time. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you. There he is, Wes Blevins, the director of golf at Eagle Crest. Still plenty more on this episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast. We'll take a quick break and we'll hear from President Jim Smith about the new golf center here and so much more. You're listening to the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. The only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. It's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Folding Warehouse, Ipsy, Ann Arbor, and Learfield. Back here at Ryan Nearson Stadium at the half, Eastern Michigan and UMass. Lucky enough to be joined by Eastern Michigan President, Dr. James Smith. How's homecoming week been for you? Oh, Greg, it's crazy as it always is, but uh, crazy in a very good sense. Busy, great to see students back, great to see them uh, in three dimensions. Uh, some of them I haven't seen in a couple of years, unless they were on Zoom, so... Uh, it's been very good. Yeah, a lot I, of excitement. I was going to say, speaking of that, the excitement level, having people back, first time really having normality in three years. How has that changed campus over this last few months of having people back? Well, I actually uh, got a chance to talk to your wife earlier this week. We had this build an eagle thing in, uh, in the student center, and you wouldn't think 22-year-old men and women would be excited about what is equivalent right. of build a bear with an eagle. The excitement was through the roof. Now it was free ice cream also. Maybe that, that helps. But it was it was a packed house. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and uh, you could feel the excitement just to be back out and about. You think of this being your seventh year at Eastern Michigan. Homecoming, it means something different for everyone. This 
it means something for you. What does it mean for you to be back on homecoming this year? I think it's always important to reflect on who our alums are and, and how far they come to come back. Yep. Uh, and so I try during tailgating to get around to as many tailgates as I possibly can. I try to stop by the various box locations and uh, really get discussions with alums about their history with Eastern Michigan. You look at this year, a lot of projects going on on campus. We're speaking right now at the new groundbreaking for the Game Above Golf Facility. You've also got a groundbreaking coming up here in just a very short time for the new Welcome Home Project. As you're going to rebuild and revitalize campus housing, something that's long overdue. Having lived it myself, I know we needed a while back, but how important is this to reinvest in campus? Well, every, every housing unit will be new, different, remodeled, or brand new. Uh, obviously, we're building just on the other side of the student center an all-new apartment uh, facility, and then where Westview uh, is now, soon to come down, we'll have another entire apartment facility there. But I've seen the inside looks for older residence halls that will be completely remodeled, and it makes a tremendous difference. Uh, the connectivity with technology is incredibly important, and that's going to be in all the facilities as well. So, yes, we're very excited about Welcome Home 2025. And, uh, you know, students don't want to live in housing that was, um, I'm way older than you are, but we're adequate for me or we're adequate for you. They want housing that rep that represents who they are and what they need to do in today's yep. world. So very excited about that. Here with the EMU president, Dr. Jim Smith, you look at, at Eastern as a whole continues to reinvest. Thankfully enough, Game Above has stepped up and done so many projects. The new College of Engineering, the, the name of George Gervin on the Game Above Center, this facility here in golf. When you see alums stepping up for their alma mater, how much pride does that make you see in, in this place as well? Well, it tells you that they understand the importance of a university that has our mission. You know, when I say we're an institution of opportunity, it's not a catchphrase. It's not something that runs on radio. It can, but that's not what it's about. It's really about taking students from where they are to where they want to be and getting them there and then having people come back and say, I live that mission. I believe in that mission. I want to be part of that mission. And, you know, to have George Gervin here today, and I know many of the listeners have, have met George or have seen George. There are thousands and thousands of people around the world that would die to shake George Gervin's yep. hand. And here's George back here helping us at a golf outing, helping us for an opening. He has a thousand other things he could be doing today. And he's here because he wants to be here. So it humbles me, but excites me as well. You look at it. You've been a guy since your tenure started. You said, I want to be here. This is the place I want to want to be. Ten years is always your goal. When you've looked back upon your career here at Eastern, what's kind of your pinch me moment is kind of like, wow, we've accomplished a lot. Well, I think every commencement, um, I'm not a teary guy, but I do think I feel a tear every commencement because you see some students that come across the stage. I get to, I walk around, you know this, I walk around the roving rooms. I talk to all the students, as many as I can. And you hear the story of last year, it was a young lady that had on her hat, two kids later. Yep. You know, So she had two babies, she endured, she graduated. Those are the everyone can say, well, that exists on our university campus. If you're a place of extreme privilege, you're going to expect those kids to graduate in four years. When you see students working two and three jobs, you know it's going to take more than four yep. years, but their determination really kind of sets you back a little bit. And uh, I always have that moment where I say, oh my gosh, some people don't like the fact we get a beach ball every once in a while that goes out. We might get an air horn occasionally, but the excitement is just phenomenal. 
You look at this, it's homecoming week, Eastern Michigan football taking on UMass today. They already had a tremendous win earlier this season against Arizona State. I'm sure that gives great uh, bragging power for you and the other ADs in the room. But you look at, as you sit in a room, we talked to Commissioner Steinbrecher a week ago. Change is coming. The college football playoff is expanding. The Mid-American Conference wants to be at the front and center. How do you continue to to navigate these waters and make sure Division One athletics continues to be at the forefront of, of the mission of the school as well? Well, Division One athletics is is obviously more than football and men's and women's basketball. And that's that's a story we need to tell as a Mid-American Conference as well as Eastern Michigan. We have young women and young men that compete in sports that are Olympic sports that don't get the the views, that don't get the uh, NILs, yep. that don't get the looks from the larger community that work incredibly hard. I think of gymnastics, I think of volleyball, you think of men's baseball. I just saw our baseball coach just moments before I walked over here. Uh, I think we have to be front and center and saying, yes, we got to figure this out, but we've got to figure it out in the large construct of all sports, not just one or two. We're not the SEC. Yep. Football is not going to be the be-all and end-all of the MAC. We have to be cognizant of the fact that we've got a lot of scholar-athletes. Yet You heard me just say here, Greg, and, and I hope the, the listening audience knows this. They may not. We have two academic All-Americans on our women's golf yep. team. Uh, that is just phenomenal, and we have to keep talking about that. And I know Commissioner Steinbrecher knows it. Uh, I had breakfast with him before he came to the game, and, and John and I talk about this a lot, that, yes, we want to be – we want to be front and center, but we want to be front and center and knowledgeable and things like cross country and track and field. Uh, you know, we have a triple jump guy that yep, is Donald Scott. Donald Scott's phenomenal. And you get to watch him in the Olympics and you get to watch him in Eugene, Oregon. And we have to just keep talking that story. Here with President Smith, final few moments before we get back to game coverage. I know one of your favorite things is ribbing Rob Rubick a little bit on this broadcast, but a change this year. Tom Helmer comes in, Matt Shepard departs. I know you love that those three guys together. What is our broadcast team and WEMU as a whole have the ability to, to continue to tell the story of Eastern Michigan athletics? Well, first of all, your full-time job should be controlling Rob Rubick. <laughs> if you could just do that, Greg. He's uh, at the snack bar right now. He, he probably is. Phenomenal man. Uh, great knowledge, NFL athlete. Great knowledge of the sport. You know, new high school football as well as yep. anybody coached it. Um, those three guys, and, you know, we all know Shep because we watch him on, on Tigers baseball as well. Those three guys really had a unique presence. They could, uh, Tom was on the sideline. Yep. You had great sideline coverage. You know, there's a change now. We, we, Shep's off to do other things. And as he said to me, I, I want to see my wife occasionally. And, and that's all good. He's earned it. He's earned it. Uh, but uh, what WEMU brings, not just with the radio broadcasts of basketball or, or football, is the touch points in the community and the consistent touch point. When we say we are a community NPR station, we really live that dream. And I give tremendous credit to Molly Motherwell and to Walter Kraft, to uh, who have a great team. David Fair is one of the best guys in the morning you're going to hear anywhere in the United States. So it's really a joy to, to listen to what WMU puts out. President Smith, appreciate your time as always. Happy homecoming. Now let's go finish off this win. Absolutely. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.